Man, that was beautiful. Oh. Well, good morning for the third time. Good morning. All right, I just want to make sure you're awake before I get started so I can count at the end see who's asleep. For those of you who don't know me, I am Jack Caldwell. I'm the director of Youth and Modern Ministries here. Um, I, I'm really excited. We, a couple months ago, started our 11 o'clock modern service, um, and it's practice goes on at 9, and then it the service goes on at 11, so I don't get to see you guys very often. Um, but I'm very honored to be here. I get to come over whenever Glenn is gone. And um, uh, for those of you who, who don't know, your pastor is pretty hardcore. Um, he, he, every year, he leaves um, for about 10 days, and he goes and he hikes on the Appalachian Trail. And uh, because his wife put this photo up on the internet, I'm going to show you kind of what he looks like probably today. So if you'll just show this uh, picture there. there. There's your pastor. Yes, and he is, and by the end of the week, um, we, now if, in August, he'll do a whole sermon on this and, and a series, and if he shows this picture again, you pretend like you never saw it. You just be like, that's what you look like? Um, but and by the end of the week, he looks a little more like me. He's got the beard going on. He looks good. Um, doesn't smell good, but he looks good. Um, but I just wanted y'all to, to know that's where he is this week, and he'll be back by next week. So uh, on, only one Sunday without him. But, um, you know, he, we actually, most of our staff all came in at the same time, and he's been um, my boss for a little over seven years now. And uh, as a leader, he has been phenomenal. Um, this working here was my first real job after college. And uh, he took me in under his wing, and uh, it's just been an honor to serve under him. Um, and he's, he's really never steered me wrong, as best I can remember. And you make sure to tell him I said that uh, when he comes back. Um, but have you ever had a leader that steered you into a troublesome situation? Um, whenever, uh, a couple years ago, every other year, we usually take a ski trip with the youth. And we usually take around 50 kids, uh, or 50 people, um, and, and how it works with that many people on a mountain, you have to have a system for keeping up with everybody. So what we do is we split up the kids into groups, and then we usually have an adult, a leader, with each group. Um, and, and they travel all over with them. Well, these two groups met up about halfway up the mountain, and the, the kids in their group said, we want to go to the top. We want to go to the top, and we want to get a picture with everyone. And so the leaders, one leader was pretty excited about it, and the other leader was not. The reason was that to get to the top, you had to take a little bit of a precarious uh, slope down. It was a little more difficult, but this one leader was so enthusiastic, he convinced the other leader, who was not as enthusiastic, it'll be fine. Just follow me We'll go down, we'll all go down, you take it slow, and it'll be good. Well, the groups start going down the mountain, and everyone's pretty much down at the bottom, except for the one leader who was a little nervous going into the hill. And, and the rest of the group is encouraging him at the bottom, you got it, come on. And about 10 to 15 yards into slowly going down the mountain, the leader falls. And doesn't stop, it wasn't like, a, oh, let me get back up, it was a Boom, 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 boom. And he just kept getting faster and faster. And he made it to the bottom pretty quick. Not on his skis, but close to them. And just so you know, 
I was the leader who encouraged him to come down. And, um, and we got it on film. It was, uh, but that film got destroyed by, I'm pretty sure, by his prayers and petition um, with God that, that I no longer have that footage of him tumbling down the mountain. But maybe you've been in a situation like that where your leader, you're the person that you are, are following or the person that's in charge of you has guided you into troublesome waters. Maybe for you it's a boss that you have that has these great ideas for you to do that aren't great ideas, but he's your boss or she's your boss and therefore you do it. Maybe whenever you were a kid, you, uh, you had that cousin or brother or friend that was always getting you into trouble. If you didn't have that friend, you were that friend, by the way. It's like maybe for you it was uh, you know, a significant other who had a great idea for something to do with the house and it just goes terribly wrong. I'm pretty sure we all have had in our lifetime something or, or some situation where we were led into a place that wasn't the best. Today, that's the reason we're going to be talking about the story of, of Jesus walking on the water. And what we're going to be doing, just so you know, and so my sound people know because I didn't tell them, is that we're going to be reading through and stepping through the full story. So um, as I read, it's going to be up on the screens, and we're going to stop periodically. Again, I didn't let them know, so if they go ahead, forgive them. Um, but we're, we're, going to, we're going to get started. And as I said earlier, it's in Matthew chapter 14. And, and just so you know, as we get ready, um, also you can clear the background slides. It's going to be hard to read like that, and I should have done that beforehand, but you know what. Anyway, to give you a little backstory on what's going on in Jesus and the disciples' life, just before this in the chapter, actually the opening of this chapter, Jesus finds out that his dear friend, his cousin, John the Baptist, has been killed. And uh, he, he finds out this information, and so he decides, all right, group, we're going to go, and we're going to... We're going to have some alone time. Well, Jesus was a pretty big deal. Uh, people were really fond of Jesus, so the crowd followed him. And Jesus, trying to get away to have some alone time, to just spend some time with God, um, has compassion on the group, stops, and uh, then they do this little thing of feeding the 5,000, and then however many women or children are there. So they do that. And then we're coming to this point. So he wanted, he found out his cousin has been killed. He feeds 5,000 people. And then we're at this moment, starting in verse 22. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. So let's just be clear. Jesus, fully God, fully man, at this moment, he's like, all right, disciples, I'm insisting you get in the boat and go, which insisting means that the disciples were like, no, hey, Jesus, we'll stay, we'll help, we'll clean up, you know, and he's like, no, 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 get in the boat, go to the other side of the lake. So that Jesus could have some time with him and his father. Now that could be a whole other sermon itself. That Jesus is making time to take a break and spend time with God. But I want us to know in this point that, that Jesus insisted that they go in the boats and cross the lake. Verse 24. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land. 
For a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. The disciples were in trouble. Okay, they now I, I think this is important to know. One thing to know is about the area they're in was prone to storms coming. Okay, so storms coming up was not too uncommon. The thing that really, you know, that, that really makes it vivid for me is that like half the disciples were boat people. You know, they were they were fishermen. They were people who had their own business. So they were people who were confident about how to be in the water. Like they were people who, like, there wasn't like some of us, you know, when we get in the boat and we're just thinking, oh, it's going to capsize, that Moby Dick's going to come up and take us down, or Jaws, or whatever it is. You know, they weren't, these weren't people who were skittish around boats. These were professionals. Okay, and these professionals were in trouble. Okay, so when we, when we set the stage, it is a bad storm. This is bad weather. And you know, I don't know about you, but I, I wonder if at any point in time, while they're out there on the lake trying to cross it in this horrible storm, do they go, Jesus? Jesus told us to come out here. You know, Jesus didn't be, oh right, Jesus isn't here with us. I wonder if they had a moment like that. They were just like, all right, he told us to come out here. He's been healing people. We just fed 5,000 people. And then he sends us out to our death. He sends us out into trouble, right? It's something that I wonder if they felt that way. And I don't know about you, but maybe you felt that way in, in, in your life following God. That sometimes that you sit there and you go, okay, God is telling me to do this. You know, God's telling me to stand up for an injustice at work. You see something that's wrong and you're like, you know what? I know that's wrong. God, God's going, I want you to stand up for it. And you stand up for it and you get fired. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, God, God, I was doing what you said and this happened? Maybe for you it's like God told you to move to a new city. Maybe some of you are visiting for the first time and you're here and then you're like, God, you told me to move here and winter's already over and the bugs eat you alive and it's hot and nasty and, and we're next to the beach, but not really. Like you still have to go an hour to get there. God, what, what are we doing? You know, maybe for you, it's, it's something like a new career. Or maybe, you know, God's like, okay, I need you to confront that friend or that family member. You need to, you need to go talk with them. And, and you go and you talk with them, and, they, and they're no longer deciding to be your friend. They, they can't help the family member thing, but, you know, they would prefer not to. Maybe they get mad at you. And we sit there and we go, wow, God. What? You called me here. That's where the disciples are. Right? They are sitting here in a storm that was commanded by Jesus to go into. Let's continue. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! Or as I often picture this, I picture this like a Scooby Doo episode, like, It's a ghost! Like, you know, they're, what's going on? Like, they're, they're looking and then. This is not normal, right? It's normal. We know the story how it ends. So we're like, yeah, cool. Jesus is walking on water. But Jesus is walking on water. They're scared, okay? He's coming out to them in the middle of the storm. And I do want you to remember, too, they're in the middle of the storm. It hasn't ended yet. So they're, you know, they're up there. I mean, the waves are coming. It's like, psh, psh, And it is just a horrible situation. 
And I don't know how far, you know, it's 3 a.m. I don't know how, Jesus may very well be like from me to you. He may be that far. I don't know how far they can see in the middle of a storm at 3 a.m. But Jesus is out there and, and they're in the storm. The storm is still going on. Okay? But verse 27, but Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Now, Peter's not so easily convinced. Anybody like that? Any y'all? I know a couple of y'all back there like that, right? You know, just, just not so easily convinced. And so, so he, he's like, okay, okay, we're going we're gonna to test this out. Peter, being the bold, audacious one that he was, says, then, in verse 28, Then Peter called to him, said, Lord, if it's, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on water. Have you ever had that? You're sitting there going, all right, God, you got me here. All right, if it's really you that got me here, if you're really the one who called me to move to Richmond Hill, if you're really the one who told me to take that job, if you're really the one who said, stand up for this person, if it's really you, you better do something amazing. Right? And, and Peter calls out God. He's like, he's like, you know what? We're about to die. Let's see what you got. If you're really Jesus... If you're really Jesus, something's, you, you're going to have to do something. Now, now here's the trouble. we got to be careful. we got to be careful, choir. we got to be careful because whenever we, we go, God, I'm calling you out. Well, you got to do something amazing. God usually answers. And he's not usually answers. And Well, you know what? Let's read the next verse and we'll talk about how he answers. He answers in verse 29. He says, yes, come. Whenever he's, you know, he's, he called his bluff. He's like, okay, it's time to get out of the boat. And so, and so Jesus said that. So Peter went over the side of the boat and he walked on water. Peter threw out a challenge to God. Peter said, you know what, Jesus, if it's you, let me be out there and do what you can do. And Jesus is like, oh man, I'm ready for this. Come on, come on, get out of the boat. Time for you to get out. How many of us have ever been in situations where life is storming and it seems awful and we're like, God, where are you? And God says, okay, you know what? I want you to get out of the boat. Because here's, here's the real deal. There is, excuse me, there is more safety getting out of the boat with eyes on Jesus than there is staying in the boat with our eyes set on the storm. In our times of trouble, in our stormy times of life, I think we have that tendency, don't we? That we go, okay, I'm going to kind of huddle in this little space and I'm going to make sure just to wait until the coast is clear and then I'm going to raise my head. Then I'm going to get up. Then, then I'll go, you know, we're, we are, curl, I don't know about you, I would be curled up as much as my stubby little body can be and I would be up under like, like a, a bench in the boat and just being like, Lord, let it end. Jesus says, come out to the water. Get out here. Right? He tells him to come on out. And then the miracle happens. He's walking on water with Jesus. You know, for you and for me, the moments of our greatest stress, our greatest pain, our greatest fear... We don't need to shrink back in those moments. But what we need to do is we need to go, okay, God... You are going to get me through. When money is tight 
And you're sitting there going, okay, instead of sitting there going, okay, we're going to tighten up the pockets. We're going to, we're going to, you know, I'm not going to tithe. I'm not going to give to that trip. I'm not going to buy lunch for the, the people who are driving behind me in the, in the drive-thru. Instead of doing that, we go, okay, God, you're leading me to do something with my money. I'm going to do it, whether I have it or not, because you're the one who gives, gives it to me. Maybe for you, it's your job and you're stressed out and you don't like it. And God's sitting there going, okay, instead of going, I'm going to live in my cubicle, I'm going to keep my eyes down, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and pray that the day comes to the end. And God's going, no, 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 let's step out and, and share the love of Jesus through your respect and how you treat your coworkers and your boss. In the storms of life, Jesus calls us to get out of the boat and do something even more amazing. You don't have to be perfect, though. You don't have to be perfect. In verse 29, excuse me, we're doing verse 29, verse 30. Through the end of this. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Immediately, Jesus reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God. The storm calmed down after they took the step of faith in getting out of there. That's when things got better. And you know what? It's funny. Through the situation, we have horrible times in our lives and we go, why God? But you know what? Coming out on the other side of this, their faith was moved from here to here. They grew in their faith because they were willing in the storm to go, okay, God, I'm going to step out of my comfort zone, out of my safety, and I'm going to rely on you. It says here that you really are the Son of God. That's what they're realizing. That's what is coming to fruition in their life. So what's the application for us? Now, I feel like, I feel like um, things are a lot easier to remember when they rhyme. I've learned that from Janine, uh, you know, our children's minister, when they rhyme. So this is, I'm going to leave you with, well, we're going to pray first, but I'm going to leave you with this rhyme that I want you to kind of walk away with, okay? And it says this. You can go ahead and put it up on the screen. Hopefully it's in there. All right. When the waters are rough and times are tough, remember with Jesus you got the right stuff. Yeah, I'm going to do it one more time. Yeah, your faces show it all out there, okay? When the waters are rough and the times are tough, remember with Jesus, you got the right stuff. In the storm, when it's worst, when it's the worst that it could be, God wants us to step out. Because you know what? Huddling in the boat, waiting for the storm to rise, and then you get up and then you go, oh, praise Jesus. That's, you're like, you're waiting for results. God says, you know what? I want you in your most vulnerable moment to rely on me. My challenge and my thought for you is this. In the times that are the toughest, are we going to remember that with Jesus, we have the right stuff? With Jesus, we can make it through. With Jesus, with our eyes on Jesus, we can make a difference in this world. We can change the world if we are willing in the tough times to be able to step out and rely on God and show the world that we believe in Jesus. Will you pray with me? Father God, you're awesome and amazing and we love you. God, I pray that in the hardest times, in the rough times, in the times where we go, why God did you leave me here? I pray God that you help us to step out of the boat and follow you. In your name, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen.